0: You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Today we're going to listen in to this past Sunday's message by Pastor Matt Garcia. So open up your Bibles and tune in. The sweet aroma of apple pie filled the air. And the kitchen where these friends were standing, I mean, they... The apple pie was brought out. They just got a whiff of that apple pie. They were so amazed. They were excited for this new day, a new holiday that they were celebrating together. It's kind of like Thanksgiving, you know, where all the turkey and stuff, and all the friends and family, and that weird uncle in the corner—like everybody's there, you know—and and everybody's there celebrating a new year, a new a new life together. And these group of friends were there. Uh, they were getting a, a whiff of all the food elements and everything like that and they had traditions and rituals that that they would follow and and these group of friends are excited they they spent the last 3 years together in this particular holiday and they were excited and um you know a, a couple of things that they're excited for is the food but there is a couple of things they they weren't necessarily super excited for it, but there, there's these rituals and traditions and elements that they would practice each and every year. It was a custom. Every year they do the same thing. And, and there's one element. Uh, it's called the bitter, the bitter herbs where they would pass out the bitter herbs at the, at the table to everybody and, and they would eat the bitter herbs. And it was, I could imagine just the face that they would make. It's like eating a sour lemon, just oh, the, the face that they would make. They don't like bitter herbs, so why was everyone eating it? Well, the reason why is this tradition and ritual. When they would eat it, it would remind them of the bitterness that their ancestors were at in slavery many uh, years earlier. And they were able to remember God, the, the pain that they were in as slaves in Egypt. But then they passed that, and, and a few rituals and elements later, they got to their favorite part. Maybe some people, most people, this is their favorite part. It was called the carouset, and it was a sweet apple mixture with cinnamon and honey, and it was when the, when the... When the plate passed by to everybody, everyone got a whiff of it, and they, the mouth started to salivate. They, they remembered, oh, this is good. I waited a whole year for this, right? My diet's over. I'm getting into this, right? So they're excited for it, and, and they each took a spoonful and, and ate. And this ritual also reminded them of something else. It reminded them of the sweetness of when God delivered them out of slavery and into the new promise that God had for them. So they were able to remember the bitterness, the hard times, but also the good times, how God brought them out of that. And the sweetness reminded them of God's goodness. There's a couple other elements, and one of the other ones was the matzah bread. It was unleavened bread. It was baked without yeast, and and it was uh, good, and it reminded them of something special because you know, there's other bread that's way more tasteful than unleavened bread because it has yeast in it. But this, the unleavened bread, doesn't have yeast, so it's not as tasteful, but they still ate it because it reminded them that when their ancestors left slavery, they didn't even have enough time for the yeast to rise, so they baked their bread without yeast. they like, we don't have time, just bake whatever we have, and so they didn't have time for it to rise, so they just took it right out of the oven and left. They were in such a hurry because they knew what God has called them to out of Egypt and into a new life of the promised land that God has given them, right? And so they remembered this, and they remembered, wow, God has delivered us so quickly <laughs> out of sin, out of our old life, and and so they ate the unleavened bread, and, and all these, you know, memories, maybe, you know, of course, it was hundreds of years ago, so they don't remember, but they remember the stories that their grandpa told them, and then the grandpa, the grandpa's grandpa told him, and then the grandpa's grandpa's grandpa told him. And, and so this tradition and ritual and elements, they all come into play with the senses awakening to bitterness and sweetness. It was all coming together. It was a great time of the Passover meal. And, and these friends, you know, they're, they're excited. This is a feast. All their families there. Their friends are there. And after all these friends, they spent the last three Passovers together. And they were all planning, maybe for next year. They're like, hey, what are we going to do for next year? Are we going to do something special? Are we Are going to do something here? And they're all planning for next year. But there's one guy in the group who knew that this was the last time he was going to celebrate this holiday with them. In fact, actually, it was the last meal that he was going to have with his disciples. Now, this is Jesus of Nazareth who is at the table with his disciples. He's eating the elements. He's remembering the bitterness, the goodness, everything that comes with Passover. And, and he wants to make this special. I mean, this is his last meal, right? He, if you had a last meal, you, wouldn't you want to make it special? So he breaks some rituals and some codes there, and he gets up from the table. And all eyes are on Jesus. and He, he goes and he grabs a bowl fills it with water, and he asked a servant, he said, hey, can, can you give me that, that, that piece of soap over there, and this, this fragrance over here, and this item over here, so they, so they grabbed it for him, and everyone's wondering, what is Jesus doing, what is he doing, so they, he grabs the bowl, and, and the next thing he did was totally unexpected, no one saw this coming, he got out the bowl, filled it with water, got the soap, he bent down on his hands and knees, And he started washing the feet of his disciples. Yeah, the dirty, smelly, stinky feet of his disciples. Now, in this day and age, there's, you know, no one had any Nikes. No one had any Air Jordans. No, they had sandals. They had Air Jesus Ones. You know, they had the sandals. They They weren't, like, comfortable, okay? So when they walked around... They were walking around in dirt, in mud, all this junk. And when they came home, it usually it was the servant's job to wash the feet. The, the one who was the lowest of the low, the servant, the slave, they would come and they would wash the feet of all the guests that would walk in. Okay? But Jesus does it himself. This just flips everything upside down. Imagine the awkwardness of the disciples like they're watching their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wash their feet what, how do you respond to that what do you do and and Jesus actually gives an explanation in John chapter 13 verse 12 and this is what it says he responds to them he says do you understand what I've done to you you call me teacher and Lord and you're right for so I am If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. So Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the incarnation of God himself, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah—the one they've been waiting for for hundreds of years—he's supposed to be the most authoritative person in the history of the world, and yet he bends down and washes the feet of his stinky disciples. <laughs> this is not the picture that everyone was thinking that the Savior of the world would do. Okay, but here's the thing: is I, I understand. Washing each other's feet, that's not really common place here in 2017, right? People just don't go around washing each other's feet. You don't even wash your own feet, right? Some of you are really like, grossed out by even your own feet. You cover them up, right? You, some of you are really grossed out by that. So we don't really understand that concept of washing feet. So let me make an illustration for you. Let me compare it to something else, okay? Now, most of us have jobs, right? Most of us have bosses, supervisors, superiors, people who are above us. So imagine this, maybe your boss or your CEO of your company goes over your house, unexpected. You didn't expect him or her to come over, open the door, and they have a broom, they have a mop, they have a, a bucket of water with soap. They're like, I'm ready to clean your house. And they go in and and, and they start cleaning your kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen that you just left, your your cheese—it's all over on, and then your your half-eaten sandwich on on the side. Yeah, he goes up, and the, and and she goes, and she cleans it up, and and whoever your boss is, they go in. And they start cleaning your kitchen they go to your pantry and it's all disorganized you know like a hurricane went off in there and so they go and organize your 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 kitchen and your pantry and they start cleaning up everything they go in your room all your your clothes are on 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 the floor and everything and on that elliptical machine you said you were going to be on but you didn't but you just put clothes on it so it's a hanger you know what i mean and so all these things they start cleaning up everything right and and you're just standing there like what what's happening The CEO of my company is at my house cleaning my house. And then, and so you ask him, Is there anything I could do? Um, Why are you here? I I could do this. It's okay. And then he says, No, 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 no. Sit down. He gives you some sweet tea. He's like, Here you go. You just sit down, relax. I'm going to clean your house. I'm going to just do it. It's no worries. I'm just going to clean your house. No worries. And then he gets down on his hands and feet and he starts cleaning your toilet. You know? How awkward would that be? Do you think that's pretty awkward? Yeah, that's pretty awkward. What do you do in that situation? Okay, maybe it's not the perfect illustration, but I think it's probably one of the best ones that I could think of. It's relating to washing the disciples' feet. It's so awkward that they're in, not in the position. You're not supposed to do that. The CEO of a company isn't supposed to serve the lowest, you know, the, the call center people or the the, the, the the fry cook or the kitchen manager. No, no, like the lowest of them. No, no, he's, but the CEO is doing that. And in this instance, Jesus, the savior of the world, the most authoritative person ever, is humbling himself to a servant. This flips the world upside down. And Jesus has a reputation for doing that. If you don't know who Jesus is, he constantly flips the world upside. Upside down. And so maybe you embrace that awkwardness now that I've shared the boss story, the CEO story of cleaning your house. Maybe you, now you're like, oh, wow, this, is, this must be really awkward for them. What do they do? You just stand there and, and just accept it? What do you do? This is really, really awkward. But this is what Jesus was doing. And he said it in John chapter 13. He did it to show himself and his example of how we should love others through serving them putting down our selfish pride, and putting other people first. This is the next step towards spiritual maturity. Over the past couple weeks, we've been talking about, you know, how to take your life to another level. Pastor Randy, he wrote a book. It's called To Another Level, if you haven't heard it. To Another Level, taking your life, your spiritual journey to the next step, the next step. Level. The first uh, week, a couple weeks ago, he talked about from maintaining to maturing, from going from, well, I'm just so and so, I'm just average, I'm just going with the flow, to maturing, to constantly growing each and every week, each and every day, constantly taking it up a notch. And then the next week, Pastor Randy talked about from passive to purpose, about how God has gifted each and every one of you guys with spiritual gifts, with abilities to accomplish the things that He's called you to do. Everybody has a purpose. And what is your purpose? What is your calling? What has God called you to do? And he talked about that last week. And so now we get to take what God has used and use it and and how God created us through personalities, through spiritual gifts, through uh, identifying things. And we could look and say, oh, I could use this to serve other people. I could use this. And that's what uh, this sermon is about. It's going from receiving to serving. It's going from receiving to serving and and going from receiving. Because receiving is all about me, myself, and I, right? Receiving is all about, you know, maybe, maybe you're just stuck in this mode where you just you, you come to church. I'm glad that you're here, but you know, you just come here and you just receive. You just receive and and you just say, Oh, this is awesome. You're learning a lot, you're opening your Bible a couple times, you're receiving, that's awesome. But here's the thing, is that God called us, has called us to go to the next level, right? He's called us to go from receiving, which is good, to serving, which is great, okay? He's called us to take the next step of service, and that's what kind of I'm going to be talking about today, and, um, and there's two things that I think uh, that, that I'm going to kind of dwell on here, and it comes from this definition that Pastor Randy uh, saw is of servanthood, and servanthood is this. It's the willingness. To humble oneself and act for the benefit of someone else in the name of Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. Listen up. It is an attitude followed up with action. It is an attitude followed up with action. So in order to have a servant's heart and servanthood, be a servant, put others before you, first it happens with an attitude and then an action. So attitude and action. Combined goes together, and as you can see, attitude is a lot about the heart. Okay, in order to have the right attitude, you need to have the right heart. And so, let's talk about attitude real quick. Okay, so Pastor Randy, uh, last week he made up a new word. Okay, you remember what the word was? It was godfidence. Okay, and what that meant was it was confidence, but in relation to God, that like God gives us that confidence to do what his purpose for us is, right? Our calling. We have that god right? Confidence with God. And so I figured I'm going to make up my own word too. If, if Pastor Randy did it, why can't I? You know what I mean? Okay, so I have a new word for you. Uh, you're not going to find it in your dictionaries at home or anything. But um, so just, yeah, here it is. It's servitude. Servitude. And this is what it means. This is from uh, the International Dictionary of Matt Garcia. And it's, it says this serving God with the right attitude. Serving God with the right attitude. Servitude. Say it with me. Servitude. Servitude. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So um, it's not don't go to a professor of English and tell him that's a word. No, that's not a word. But I made it up. But it's it's to show that. That we can serve we have to serve God with the right attitude in order to be have a servant uh, heart servant mentality we have to do it from the heart and so Jesus takes things to another level constantly okay um, in in the new testament he goes and 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 he says, you know what you've heard it said that if you if you just if you commit adultery if you have premarital sex if if you if you have an affair if all the, if you do these things then then you're in sin but I say, if you even look at a woman with lust, that's sin. That's you're committing adultery in your heart. So he takes things to another level. All of a sudden, it goes to the heart, right? And then, and then he goes to the other side. He says, oh, you think you're getting away because you haven't murdered yet? Well, guess what? If, if you hate somebody in your heart, you just murdered them. It's like, it's like murder. I you at the same thing. So Jesus is taking things to the root issue, right, the heart. He's looking at the heart. He's saying, this is the root cause of all sin, so I'm going to start there, right? It doesn't start with a murder. It doesn't start with having an affair. No, no, it starts with a heart, right? You don't just wake up and say, I'm going to have an affair with my wife. No, you don't just, you don't just wake up and say, I'm going to murder somebody today, right? Some of you think that maybe when you go to work, when your boss. I don't know. But, but some, that's not what usually happens, right? It comes from the heart, and it starts dwelling in you to a point where it's, it's has an actionable, right? It's an actionable point. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. So Jesus calls out the root of our sin to our heart, and he does the same for us. In order for us to serve like him, it needs to come from a servant's heart with the right attitude. I like this quote by Robert Shanese. He says, The Holy Spirit purifies our motivations when we serve others with the right spirit. And focus genuinely on meeting human needs in ways that respect recipients and serve the purpose of Christ. Notice in this quote, he uses a lot of heart stuff. He says, our motivations. When we serve others with the right spirit, right? And focus genuinely on meeting the human needs. This is all matters of the heart. He's saying this this starts with our attitude. Having the, the, the Holy Spirit purify us in ways that respect recipients to serve the purpose of Christ. It all starts with our heart. So how is your heart? How's your heart? Since it starts with the heart, we need to get rid of something else that a lot of times it it takes the place of that, right? It interferes uh, with with letting go uh, of that certain thing. This is pride, okay? Pride is the thing that stands in the way of an ultimate servant's heart, right? The CEO of your company, maybe, I mean, maybe that's happened before where they go over their employee's house and clean. I I don't know. Maybe it's happened, but usually it doesn't, right? Because usually it's just not acceptable or whatever, but maybe it's a heart thing. Maybe it's like, they're below me, right? And maybe you're thinking rightly so. That's not how our hierarchy is structured here in America, right? The boss is at the top and it's a hierarchy. You go down, you Climb the, the business ladder and, and try to work your way up. That's how it is here in America or across the world, right? But Jesus, like I said, has the curiosity, has a notion to flip the world upside down, right? He, he does this constantly, and, he, and he's implying, he's saying, put your pride aside. Put everything aside and focus on other people, right? Not having a receiving me, me, me mentality, but a serving you, you, you mentality. We're saying, God, I want to serve this person. I want to serve my enemy. I want to serve the people around me. Because it starts with the heart, right? It starts with the heart. Galatians 5.13 says, serve one another humbly in love. Humbly in love, right? Not letting our pride get in the way of of what God has called us to, to serve other people. But rather, walking humbly saying, I'm, I'm just going to get rid of my pride. I'm going to be able to serve my family, serve my friends. And speaking of that, serving, it starts in the home, right? If you can't serve your family, <laughs> the people who you're supposed to love, right? People who are in your life, how can you not serve other people? You know, I, I have a bunch of examples of people here at Fortress Church. We have, we have a friend here, uh, Melissa Sines. She uh, she has a special needs daughter, Sabrina. Many of you have seen her around and interacting with Sabrina. Such an amazing family. And, and it, I don't know if you've seen her interact with Sabrina, but, man, she cares for her so much. You can see love just pouring out to her. And, and guess, guess what? Sabrina, she can't support herself, right? She, because of her special needs, she can't do those things. But Melissa, with the love in her heart, because she loves her daughter so much, She's saying, you know what, I, I, I'm going to sacrifice everything I have, right? Because of that special need, she has to put Sabrina before her. She has to put Sabrina before her and say, I, I can't do a lot of things that I want to, but it's a sacrifice. I'm going to do it because I love Sabrina, right? And if you seen that love just pour out to her? That's such an amazing uh, woman of God there. And, and so it starts in the home, right? And then it continues with our friends, uh, Isabella Solis. Uh, we call it Izzy right over here. She leads. Uh, she's a leader in, in our refuge youth group. And and uh, a couple days ago, she asked uh, uh, Jessica, my fiance, who's also a leader there, uh, Izzy. Notice, you know, there's some, she needs to grow. Izzy realized I need to grow in my spiritual life. I need to grow in the Lord. Uh, I want to serve to the best of my ability. So I'm going to ask Jessica to to be a mentor, to pour into me, to keep. Uh, uh, to to keep my my servanthood alive and and to make sure I'm on the right path, right? And so she has the attitude in her heart to to serve. She says, you know, I'm even gonna get a mentor to help me along with this journey. And of course, Jessica said yes, right? And they're on this journey together. But guess what? All these things, they start with the heart. How is your heart in this matter of, of servanthood, right? How is it? Is it built on love? Is it built on growth? What is it? What is it built on? Because anything else, really, it's, it's false, right? Here's a to another level lesson. Going to another level requires making yourself less. And this may seem contradictory, all right, especially in our American society. Those who are at the top, in order to grow, you have to just go, go forward a lot. Why are you taking two steps back? Well, in this flipped mentality that, that God is trying to show us, where the world is flipped upside down. He wants us to reorient ourselves in the right side up, where we get to see, oh, serving others actually benefits me, right? Serving others, it, it's a joy to do that, right? Being, putting others before me, it's a lot less stressful. <laughs> I, I get to love on other people, build better friendships, grow in my relationship with the Lord and it's because we reorient ourselves to say, you know, I, no more of my pride, omitting my pride and going forward into my future where other people are first. And God is first, right? And, and that's why it's what is in the lesson. Going to another level requires making yourself less. Once we reorient ourselves, we start to see amazing possibilities, okay? So that's the first thing is attitude. How's your heart? How's your heart in this whole mindset? Because then, if you don't have the right attitude, it's really hard to go to the next step, which is actually doing it, actually performing the action, right? Where you you really serve people, right? This is this is always followed up with action if it's done right. Love finds a need and meets it. I like this this uh, this phrase here. Love finds a need and needs it. Having a want to serve is a great start, okay? Having a want to where you're like, oh, man, I, I just, I want to serve uh, so much and I have the desire to do that, right? That, that's a great place to start, okay? Having that attitude. But it should never end there. It should never end to where, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to do my own thing, and, and I have the want to as long as my heart's good. No, it's, it has to be followed up with an action. And, and this is something that God was sharing with me the other day is this, is service is an action that starts in our hearts and ends in our hands and feet. Service is an action that starts in our hearts and ends in our hands and feet. Pastor Andy uses this uh, phrase a lot. Um, he, he wants us to be fat. Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? Some uh, of you are like really offended. What? No. Um, this is what fat means. It's an acronym. It's, it's faithful, available, and teachable. F is for faithful. A is for available. And T is for teachable. Faithful, available, and teachable. In order for us to perform those actions of love and service, we need to be available, right? We we can't just just sit back and 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 busy ourselves with work or or things that are less important and not be available to what God has for us. I have a couple of examples. Uh, one of our good friends, Roxanne Elliott, she's a missionary now in Thailand. Okay, but it started small, right? It, it started with the Holy Spirit leading her. A couple of years ago, she was. Wondering, uh, she, she was involved in a small group. Right? She was involved in a small group here at Fortress. If you don't know her, she was a member here at Fortress Church, and she started with a small group. And and she was also doing uh, this workout uh, routine called Krav Maga, where it's like workout and and self defense and things like that. And so she's doing Krav Maga, but but the the small group was meeting at the same time that she usually did the exercise. Right? And and so she figured, you know what? I could reschedule that. I could do that another time. I could work my schedule around, I'm not going to give up my small group time, right? I'm not going to give up because I know that God has called me to be a part of the small group. I can't grow in my relationship with God without other people. So I'm going to do that, right? And so she quit Krav Maga, readjusted her schedule, and started uh, going to small group, right? And it was in that small group where, guess what? She was able to go to Thailand. She was able to serve the people in Thailand on a missions trip, and that's where she first felt the call to ministry, right, to, minister, to serving as a missionary in Thailand. So it starts small, and then she obeyed the call of the Lord. She says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. And now she's a missionary associate in Thailand. And she was able to say, you know what, God, I, I have the right attitude. I'm getting the right attitude towards this. I want to serve you. I want to serve other people. And then she followed up with an action, with, with performance. She said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually pick up my stuff, raise support, and go to Thailand and serve other people and serve the Lord, right? But it all started small. It just doesn't happen, you know, usually like that. We just wake up and go to Thailand. No, God calls you to the small things. Can you can you do this thing? Can you sacrifice this thing and serve me in this? Because then if we do that, man, he has some bigger things ahead for you, right? He has some bigger things ahead for you. And, and even another perspective, so that's Roxanne Elliott. Another member of our church is Lupe Hernandez, and uh, he has a business where, where he does a lot of, you know, construction work, things like that, and I had this project of, of putting up this projection screen a couple of weeks ago, and I realized there's some parts that I didn't have that I didn't need. I need some special uh, tools to get it done, and I didn't have it, but I knew, hey, Lupe has it, so I called him up, and you know what? He said he was really busy that week. He was so busy, but he's like, you know what? Um, I'm make myself available. He made himself available, and he was able to serve his church, and he said, you know what, and, and he got some, some guys, and, and he uh, uh, put up this projection screen, and I couldn't have done it without him. If it wasn't for him, we would be, you wouldn't know the lyrics to any of the songs. You'd look <laughs> up, like, okay, where, the lyrics would be projected on the, on the ceiling, you know, you couldn't see that. So um, he's serving his local church through that, uh, the gifting that God has given him, right, and he was available. That's the thing that I want to point out, he was available, just like Roxanne. She said, I'm going to be available to you to be able to serve. lupe says, I'm going to be available to you to be able to serve, right? So it can start big, it start small, it start wherever. And like I said, it starts in the home too, right? I love the relationship with Pete and Sonia Villarreal, if you know them. They're here members of the church, and, and every time I go over their house, they um, sometimes I, I see Pete and Sonia you know like they're just dancing, and pete 's always loving on her, serving her. they serve each other, uh, they love each other so much, and I see it just pouring out of them and it starts with service right It starts with Pete saying you know i 'm going to put myself aside and, and, and serve her, and in her mind she 's thinking i 'm going to put myself aside and serve him right and it 's just it 's just a loving relationship through that, and so it't it doesn 't have to be right now that god 's calling you to Africa right now. Maybe God's calling you to just love your wife right now, to serve your wife, right? To serve your husband, to be a minister to your children this morning and tonight, right now. Maybe that's it, okay? So I'm not just saying that the only type of service is is ministering in Indonesia or something like that. No, it starts here, but maybe it'll eventually get there, right? Maybe it'll get there, but right now, God's calling you to this right now, and by the way, Pete and Sonia have a marriage group that meets every Thursday, and they're going through this, this, uh, uh, this system through with a, with a bunch of couples. So if you're interested in that, boom, it's a place to start to help you grow your marriage. Amen? Cool. So, <clears throat> so I say all this to say, and of course, it starts with our attitude, right, our heart, and then it goes into action, we actually perform those things. We actually do it because of the love that entices us, that grows us, that, that enables us to do that love, right? We, that's why people, I mean, if you've served at a nonprofit uh, uh, community in, in, a, in a homeless shelter or, or a kids center or things like that where, where people, or, where you get to uh, just see the needs of people, Man, your tank, your love tank just fills up. I don't know if you've experienced that before, but whenever you do that, you just start to experience this love that that really, I think it just comes from God. And I think that's a really cool experience. And that's what I want to share with you today, going through from attitude to action. And and here's the thing, here's the thing, is that sometimes that's staring us in the face. Sometimes we think, well, I want to serve, I just don't know where. You know, sometimes it's it's right in front of us. You know, I could be I could be standing up here and say, you know, God, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you with everything that I have, like anything that comes my way. I just want to serve other people. I want to love other people. I want to honor other people. I just want to I just want to do that for you. Oh, hold on. God, I have a phone call. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jessica, fiance. Hey, girl. Yeah. Oh, you want me to do the dishes? Well, I'm preaching right now, um, so I can't do that right now. So sorry. No, okay. All right, but I love you. Okay, but anyways, God, I could do anything. Like, just I want to be there. You know, whatever situation, whatever comes my way, I just want to serve you. I want to serve other people. And you, hold on, hold on, God, hold on. Okay. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, yeah, thanks for inviting me to bowling last weekend. Man, it was awesome. It was. Oh, oh, you need help moving. Oh, you know what? My, I just my ankle sprained. I can't. Oh, I just I had to give it some rest. You know, I was. Uh, I, I can't. Yeah, my ankle's hurt. Sorry, man. Yeah, I can't do that right now. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye, man. Yeah. Anyways, God. Um, I just I just want to serve you with everything that I have. Like, just put the opportunities in front of me, and I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. Okay. You see why that's ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes opportunities are right in front of us, right? We just refuse to see it. We're just like, uh, but my TV show's on, right? The Bachelorette's on. I can't, I can't do this. Uh, uh, maybe another time. Maybe another thing. What? I have to be on time to church today? Ooh, I throw some shade at a lot of people today. Okay. Um, ooh, yeah. Okay. Let me, okay, sorry. Let me move on. Okay. What? What God? Oh, this is this is tough, God. I, I don't know if I, I could do that. God's God's given us a lot of He's throwing a lot of things our way. I think a lot of times we just refuse to do it. Here's the thing, servants don't think of excuses, they target opportunities. Servants don't think of excuses, they target opportunities. You know, I said a lot of hard things just right now, too. Um I want you to notice something else in the story of Jesus. He, he's at, his, at the table at Passover with a lot of his friends, with all of his friends. Well, maybe there's one guy who wasn't his friend, right? That guy's name is Judas. If you don't know this story, Judas, literally five minutes later after this story, he goes and, and he gets his money from the authorities who would, who would convict Jesus and who would murder him, who would put him on a cross, He would turn him over to them for like a couple hundred dollars. And and Jesus washed his feet. He literally had to get down on his hands and feet and wash the feet of his enemy. The person who five minutes later would, would get his money for turning him over to the authorities, right? This... It's probably the toughest thing, right? This is the toughest. I mean, I'm, again, I'm far from Jesus, uh, being like Jesus and everything like him. I, I strive to do that, though. But if I was Jesus, <laughs> I don't know if things would turn out this way. I would probably get down and be like, all right, Judas, your turn. Throw the bucket down and be like, all right. I know what you're about to do. Get the things, start wepping his feet. You know, rubbing the skin off, washing your feet. He's like, I know what you're about to do, Judas. You know, like, that's, that's probably me. <laughs> I, don't think Je- I don't think Jesus did that, okay? Jesus didn't do that. He probably looked down and washed his feet, probably extra, you know, probably more, because he just loved Judas that much. Looked at him, said, love you, bro. <laughs> well, not, maybe those words. Matt's interpretation, Matt's Bible. Looked at him, you know, I love you, Judas. I'm washing your feet. He's washing the feet of the person who's about to betray him, who's his enemy. I I don't know if, if I could do that. Because I'm looking at our evil world right now, with racism, with white supremacists, with with groups who hate other people because of the color of their skin. And I look at them and they're enemies to me. They are everything against the Bible and everything that stands against God's word. These white supremacists, they don't want to go to heaven because it will be their hell. They would go, if, if they were in heaven, the nations would be worshiping Jesus with them. It would be hell for them, right? This is not, it's everything against the Bible. So I view them, I'm saying they are my enemies. These people who say, oh, I'm the superior race, I am of the superior authority, superior race, I'm first, everybody else is last, that's contrary to everything the Bible states and everything Jesus died on the cross for, and they are my enemies, okay? If they came over to my house, if one of them, who just got done with a riot because they thought that, that black people were less than them, and they, just got, and they came over to my house, would I serve them? I would want to lay hands on them, you know what I'm saying? Well, okay, maybe this hands, not this hands like pray for them. This hands like it would be so hard. Let me just tell you. I don't it would probably be hard for you guys as well. How can I serve these people? How? They're they're my enemies. But yet in this dark and dangerous world, Jesus calls us to serve our enemies. That's the hardest thing, right? It's like the, I don't know if I could do it. Can I just be honest? I don't know. If, if, that, if that opportunity comes, I don't know what's going to happen. But, but I know for this, God has called us to do that. God has called us to serve our enemies, to serve our friends. Serving our friends is, is easy, right? Because they love us. Serving our family is easy because they love us, most of them, right? Serving our enemies, man, <laughs> that's the hardest thing. And Jesus did that. came down on all fours and said, I'm going to wash your feet. You're about to betray me, but I love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to bring this to a close. There's a lot of things that that we could do actionably today, this week, right? This month. I, I mentioned that you don't have to go to Africa or, a, you know, first world country to, like, uh, to serve other people. No, you can do it right here in your home, in your community. We have a lot of stuff that we want you to get plugged in with. Gilbert and Della Rivera, uh, members here, they do such an amazing job in serving people under the bridge. And they invite each and every one of you guys to help them in serving once a month and under the bridge, where uh, they, they feed the homeless people, they share the gospel and they bring them into relationship with Jesus, right? They feed them physically, and then feed them spiritually. And you know what? If, if you love to cook, this is a great ministry for you, because they need food to feed people, right? So if you love to cook, man, we have these cards right along here, outreach cards and serve cards. You, could, you should sign up for that. You get to cook just once a month, just once a month. Bring some rice, bring some beans, bring some chicken, whatever, and and bring it to under the bridge, even if you don 't cook there 's still plenty of opportunities to serve. you could serve the food there 's a lot of stuff that you could do with under the bridge, and so you could serve through that. We have another outreach that 's uh, with Richie and christine Gutierrez each month they 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 have east side outreach where we get to uh, we get to love the people on the east side with with uh, with food with clothes that they need right um, this past month, we were able to supply. Um, a lot of backpacks to help students who are going back to school who maybe didn't have school supplies, right? And they got to go back to school with with a backpack of supplies because of you guys. And we could serve people through Eastside Outreach. Isn't that awesome? And it's once a month, just like under the bridge. Once a month that, that you could serve with the people in our community. Dan and Veronica Saldana Dan leads the first impressions here at Fortress Church where uh, everything from from making sure that you're in, in the right seat to, to the AC, making sure you're, you're at a comfortable temperature to all the little intangibles that, that go throughout serving you guys and making you guys feel comfortable and welcome, handing out bulletins, loving you, greeting you, uh, telling you more about, about Fortress, the Connection Hub stuff, you know, just growing and making you understand that that you feel, that we want you to feel connected, right? We want you to be a part of the family. That's a service opportunity and first impressions. Dan leads that, and he also leads the the men's ministry, and his wife Veronica lead the women's ministry, which they're hosting the women's rally tonight. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with events, and they need help, right? They need servants who help them, who come alongside them and say, hey, I could help you with this event. I could help you with these things. There's people like uh, my friend Jesse Enriquez, who, who runs Sound many times on Sundays, and and goes to uh, he's a leader at Refuge Student Ministries, and he helps in behind the scenes and helping students uh, become uh, followers of Jesus Christ and disciples. Isn't that awesome? Uh, we have little things like Lizzie Barajas. Uh, she likes computer and media stuff, so so she helps a couple of times. With, with the media and the slides, making sure that you guys sing lyrics, you know, that, that there's lyrics on the screen and that you could do that. So if you love media and technology, man, there's, there's a lot of areas that you can serve. Even, even more, like even with your past experience, Hortense Calvillo, she's just starting up a widow's connect group. And if you know her story, she's a widow as well. And she's able to use her past hurt and pain and transfer it over and say, you know what, I want to help other people. I want to help other women who've lost their husbands because I've went through that same experience. And I want to help them. She's serving her church because of her past experience and what God has brought her through. Isn't that awesome? That she gets to serve in that, right? And you get to serve You get to serve that as well. Sylvia Acosta is another a wonderful woman who, who loves admin skills. She loves to just be behind the scenes, and she has a lot of admin uh, administration skills. And so she comes during the week and helps April with uh, different admin stuff. She just loves to do that, right? If you, like Pastor Randy talked about last week, you have a purpose. God has designed you uniquely and intricately with different personalities, different spiritual gifts, different talents, and, and God is is equipping you to serve other people, to serve the church, and to serve him, Right? And it all takes that one step, that leap of faith. Okay, I could take that step. I could, I could do this. Oh, I'm good at this. I could help the church in this. I'm good at baking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help my neighbor. She just, you know, her, her, her cousin passed away. I'm going to bake her a cake and let her know that I'm praying for her. You know, different things like that. We could serve other people. and all takes that attitude and that action. That's all it takes. Servants don't think of excuses. They target opportunities. We have a ministry training day where all these ministries here at Fortress Church, we're going to gather together and we're going to train all the volunteers. We're going to say, hey, this is how you could do your job. This is how you could serve better. And and we're going to equip you. We're going to help you and be involved in ministry. So all you got to do is just serve and love people. Isn't that awesome? We're having that on Saturday, September 23rd. I would encourage you to mark it on your calendar. So I say all this to say, hopefully this is a very practical message because I want to equip you guys. It's easy to just receive. It's harder to serve, right? I have these cards here, and we're about to get into a time of of prayer and reflection. I have these cards. that say outreach and serve. And the outreach cards that are purple, you get to sign up for Under the Bridge, for ESAT Outreach, for a lot of different outreach opportunities, and I'll give you more info on that. So you get to sign up for that. And on the serve cards that are green, you have, to serve, you have to sign up to serve in a ministry that's here at Fortress Church that's, that we could equip you guys to serve God and love God in a deeper and, and new way. And once you're done with it, you can fill it out. We're going to have an offering basket right back in the back, of you just drop it in there, and we're going to contact you. We're going to help you. We're going to equip you to serve you because you have potential. We want you to serve God with the best of your ability that all God's given you, right? And this is, this is very practical. This is not just, okay, pray and leave, see you next week. No, this is an action, right? I talked about action, so let's take that action, right? Let's take that action. Again, servanthood, this is the definition of it. The willingness to humble oneself and act for the benefit of someone else in the name of Jesus Christ. It is an attitude followed up with action. It is an attitude followed up with action. Servanthood always takes us to another level in our spiritual growth. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to come to a time of of where we get to pray to Jesus. We're going to reflect on what we just learned and what he's called us to do, right? And, And we get an opportunity to just see what God has for us and take that step, take that actionable step towards serving other people, putting others before us, and even our enemies. So during this time, I'm going to have prayer partners. They're going to be to my right and to my left, and, and they're going to be able to pray with you. If you have any prayer requests, if you have something that's that's going on, and, and you just need someone to believe God with you, and there, there's people here who are ready to pray with you, ready to serve you in that capacity. But during this time, maybe you're at your seat sitting or standing, whatever, I want you to pray these prayers, and there's this list right here, this prayer list, that I want you to pray about. Number one, I want you to pray that you will serve with the right attitude, that when you do it, it's a matter of the heart, that you want to do it, right? Some of us, maybe we're already actionable, maybe we're already serving, but we're not doing it with our heart. We're just like, eh, I'm just doing it because of, of because I have to, or because my parents made me to, or because, yeah, we're not, we don't want to do it, right? Pray that God will change your heart, change your attitude, right? That's number one. Number two, pray that you would serve your coworkers, neighbors, friends, and family better. Now, this is is pretty easy, right? We could serve those people that are all around us. So pray that you would serve them better. Number three, pray that God would place you in the perfect ministry to serve at Fortress Church. This right here, right here, I have some some actionable stuff. You could take it with you sign it online if you're too shy to come forward we have it online as well for you you could you could sign up and we could place you in a ministry that's perfect for you that exhibits your gifts and abilities and things that god has called you to amen number four this is the hardest one pray that god will help you serve your enemies pray that god will help you serve your enemies jesus thank you so much for showing us new things each and every day god pray that, God, this message that, that you've given me to share, God, I pray that it wouldn't just run dry, that it permeate within our hearts and that God, we'd be actionable. That it wouldn't just end with just, well, I want to do it and have a right attitude. No, that it ends with an action, that they're actually serving people, actually doing the things that you've called them to. I pray that you would move within our hearts to serve you, to serve others, to love you and love others. We love you, and we thank you and we pray. amen Thank you for listening to this audio podcast. Fortress Church is located in San Antonio, Texas, near Bandera and Prue Road. For more information, check us out at www.fortresschurch.org.